0: Hey, welcome back to the Intuitive Mindset Podcast with Jeannie Lynch, continuing the series, Spiritual Stories Worth Sharing. So here's a question I have for you today. What would you do if you found out that the odds are that the majority of the people out there truly do see and feel that their life is difficult? And what would you do if I told you that the odds are that the more difficult and hard your life is? the happier you are. Hmm. Wondering what that means? Well, stay listening. Rich Von Traeger is coming in today and he's going to teach us how to defy those odds. That podcast is coming up next. Hey, Jeannie Lynch coming back to you today. Welcome back to Spiritual Stories Worth Sharing, a year-long focus on inspiring and motivational stories to hopefully make a difference in your day, but more importantly, change the world. That's the goal here. I can't wait for you to meet my next friend here, Richard Bontrager, you're about to meet him. He goes by the nickname Trigger. We'll find out what that means when he gets on. The timing for meeting this man is just divine because here we all are, right? The coronavirus is out, we're all social distancing, we're meeting, doing meetings on Zoom, we're working virtually. And his whole focus right now is helping people rock the virtual stage. So we're gonna find out what that means. He reached out to me because he, as he defined it, he's defied the odds and he wants to share that beautiful spiritual story with us. I can't wait to hear more about that. There's also another little connection that he doesn't know, and I think I'll surprise him when we get on with the interview um, what that is, so you're going to have to stay listening. Please stay watching and listening. This beautiful spiritual story we're sharing is coming up next. I'm going to get on and read you his beautiful bio, and then the interview will be coming up. Mm, Can't wait to share. Enjoy. (music) Let me introduce you to Rich Trigger. This gentleman has had three near misses on his life and will be sharing his story today. He's known as Trigger. Trigger has enjoyed 25 years of sports broadcasting. He's hosted a talk show and now a keynote speaker despite being born with a horrible stutter. He also hosts a YouTube channel where he teaches leaders and communicators to defy the odds, as he is a performance coach and expert. Rich coaches and speaks on how to rock the virtual stage. You can follow him on Twitter and on YouTube. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Rich Trigger Von Trigger. Welcome Rich. So Rich, so happy you're here today. Do you go by Trigger or what are you most comfortable hearing?
1: So many people have called me Trigger over the years and I do go by Rich, but Trigger is fine, which everyone you're more comfortable with. Okay,
0: so perfect for me. I just wanted to acknowledge a vibration of your name. So thank you so much for taking time today. And so whether people are listening to this on the Intuitive Mindset podcast or watching it on both of our YouTube channels and HD Color. I really do appreciate the audience and I also appreciate you and your time. And as you know, because we talked offline, really excited about sharing people's inspirational stories and journeys and what did they do and how did they get there? And I have this whole beautiful format that will hopefully open that up for you so the first question for my audience is and I already did introduce you by the way is just to give them a sense of you know what was kind of going on in your life and what is the story today that you're really intending to share with my audience
1: well the last several years it's really been been about defining the odds that's actually been my whole life story but the last several years particularly I've been in the ministry for 25 years pastor leader teacher speaker but the last five years I went through liver failure and so the liver failure was something I did not expect they found it literally by accident and over a three-year course I continued to go downhill my life completely came to a stop I also went through a divorce in the middle of all that nothing you want to plan for but what I found through that all was God was with me even more present ever present my faith never wavered I just knew it was gonna be a dark ugly valley Uh, And then the defy the odds part is keeping your humor keeping your self-centered having a prayerful walk with God and enjoying it While you're literally about ready to die My humor was always alive. I had great time with my nursing staff my doctors and then the recovery coming out of all that has been now I have a a Fresh story to tell I have something new to talk about
0: I I mean so was there an illness that you didn't know? Take me to like, it was a surprise to you because most people who have issues like that, that need a liver transplant have had years of it. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I
1: probably had years of it, but we never saw it. We never knew about it. Okay. So um, I was a pastor leading the church, having a great time. Uh, and I actually went in for, for doctor's term, a GI Got Uh it. I didn't know what was going on. I wanted to get checked out. Uh, and then they admitted me to the hospital and they said you're the most severe patient we have here your liver is 75% shot and gone never coming back and you're the most critical guy in the hospital and that's how my story began
0: Were you in tremendous pain at this point
1: No I have an uh, amazing pain tolerance so oh, part of the I can go against lessons, us yeah. I was laughing and joking sitting up and the doctor was like knock it off you have to really understand this is really serious and I'm like I feel fine, they're like, no, you're not. Uh, well, and that, that began a whole different thing of learning and understanding. Literally, we went home and changed my salt content. We cleaned the cupboards that night to say there's a new way to do in life.
0: Okay. That is amazing, so now I get to tell you the beautiful connection between you and I that I've yeah, been Yeah, I'm very for.
1: curious about this too, by the way.
0: Yeah, so my daughter, unfortunately, was killed in a car crash when she was eight years old, and, and, and one of we were able to donate her organs and one of the most amazing stories that I heard was the person who received her liver so here I'm on the donating side right sure. and you're on the receiving side and what you didn't know when we set up this appointment today is today would be her 24th birthday so there are no accidents right
1: no not at all
0: none even that accident that took her life that day so when you said when I saw your notes you know that you were uh, an organ recipient I my first on stage as you're gonna talk about how you rock the virtual stage when I started public speaking it was on um, tour for the organ donation
1: UNOS ambassador, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, so there you go. So anyway, that's our beautiful connection. I love that. So moving on with that too. So obviously, how did this change your life? I mean, take us through a little bit. You started being healthier or it changed your life in that you realized life was short.
1: Well, I believe life is a great adventure. So even through this all, I kept that life was a great adventure. The adventure changed though. So like I had not lived with my brother since high school since I was going through a divorce and all the things going on, I had to have a caregiver. I moved from Minnesota to Georgia and moved into a bedroom with my brother that we have not lived together since he was 18.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And so part of it was the reconnection of family in a different way that you never expected. Here we are adults and we have a new bond, a new relationship that uh, we never envisioned to have. So again, through tragedy comes joy, comes new situations. Um, And now I'm in Colorado, uh, rebooting up my own career and my life, because part of it is I'm not going to stop living. I'm not going to stop doing what I do. So there's a new adventure now by landing in the Denver and starting a career of speaking and leading in a different way again.
0: Yeah. I'm curious how you got into that. Are you still doing the pastor work or are you really,
1: Actually, I'll for always be a pastor. That's always gonna be my pastor's heart. 25 years you can't turn it off. Yeah. But what I sense and feel from God is the platform was gonna change. And now he's giving me a different pulpit, a, a different platform to speak from. So I'm always gonna weave my faith stories. I'm always gonna weave God and Christ and different things into this messages of hope. Yeah. Well, depending on the setting, how far do I put that? How hard do I put that? But it's always going to be be there. People will know that God lives within me. And that's part of the Defy the Odds message. That's always part of have faith beyond you to help you get through those tough times in life. So no matter where I talk, God's going to be a part of it.
0: I love that. I love that. And I think I'm going to mirror something because in my own awareness lately, through everything we're going through with the coronavirus, so let's acknowledge that and where we are. We would not have met if it wasn't for the coronavirus. So, It continues to do beautiful things for my life. So you're one of those things. Um, But what I've understood lately in going through this crisis of social distancing and stuff is that in every crossroad we get to, we really do, we get to that crossroad, there's a choice. And I love the choice of being in service to others over service to self. And they say when you choose the road, you know, in service to others, how freeing that can be because God opens up all things, right? So I have a sense that you understand that more than anybody, right? Oh
1: yeah, no, that is definitely bulldog, perfect.
0: Yeah, so cool. So how would you say you navigated through that process? It sounds like you've always been wired happy, so no one had to teach you that. So what for my audience and people who are also maybe going through something similar, you know, for the, for the people who are not wired happy, I'm wired happy too. It's not always great though to be wired happy when you go through tragedy, right? Right. Everybody expects you to just go through it. But what about those people who aren't wired that way? What would you say is part of your process to navigate through that? What are some- Well,
1: those are things now I, no, I coach and teach on. So great question, Jeannie. Is, one is humor. I, I have found no matter what, I have to have this quirky, weird sense of humor. and with the doctors and the different people, I would laugh and joke and tease and like, you know, you're probably the happiest sick patient we've ever had. So when they were doing a blood transfusion, for example, I was cracking jokes. The nurses had to come in every 15 minutes to check on me. I'm watching football, having a great time. They said, you're the funnest, most deadliest patient in the building, but we all are fighting over who gets to come visit you because you have so much joy and laughter. The other thing is that faith thing. I believe that God is always gonna be true, always gonna be faithful. So no matter what I go through, He is ever-present. So that's a confidence that I can have.
0: Yeah.
1: And I always feel, uh, because I've had other medical stories, other situations, I have something to tell. God's going to use me. God's going to allow this to be part of the story, the narrative that I get to reveal. Um, It may not be the story that I want, (laughs) but it's a story he's allowing me to use. Um, So I'm always looking for those opportunities. If people ask a question, if they say a phrase, I'll slowly step into it and see where God opened up the door. So to me, that's part of the fun that I coach people on is step up, open up those doors because you never know where that conversation is gonna go. Just like you and I, I did not know there was a transplant story out there.
0: Yes, I love that, beautiful, I love that. Um, Timeline, You You know, we've been talking a little bit, what was the timeline for this? You're saying over the last five years, I do want to, my audience, too, to know about this rock the virtual stage because sure. of where we are in the world right now. So many people are doing Zoom. You're teaching people how to present themselves on Zoom. We've got the backstage, the, you know, the beautiful curtain behind you, um, getting businesses up and running because this is our new reality, right? So how did yep. you get into that, Rich?
1: Well, 2017 was a transplant. Uh, I spent about a year recovery. Um, I've always been public speaking, I've always been a broadcaster, so I understand all that world. And so I transitioned from the pastorate to the public speaking side as a way to get back up and get running. And then I brought my broadcasting into this to acknowledge that this virtual stage is very powerful. I understand the media, the TV, the radio techniques, the voice inflections, uh, the dramatic parts of being on stage. It is dramatic. It is acting. And so now here we are with coronavirus, all the virtual tools that you just said, people are trying to figure out how can I do education? How can I do government? How can I do whatever your business is? Everyone's going virtual. Um, And so I'm coaching people and all these techniques that I've learned to bring it alive, make it fun, so people don't tune out, fall asleep, or have it look really bad. No one's gonna watch a bad video.
0: Or how about lose their job? You probably saw on national news uh, last week where somebody was in a Zoom meeting. I don't know if you saw this. The guy, a cat jumped up on the desk in the middle of the Zoom meeting. He threw the cat off, the camera caught his beer can and he was working. Right. And that gentleman is out of work right now. So how do you, you know, back to your relevance, right?
1: Yes, no. And that's what so many people don't realize is the camera doesn't lie. That's an old, old, old (laughs) thing, but the camera doesn't lie it's catching everything now so the shift is going to be for the first couple weeks here people are able to be at home in their shorts in their sloppy clothes on the couch doing their zoom calls doing their meeting very quickly now it's going to shift to okay let's get professional this is going to go on for a while so you can't do the beer can you can't do the sloppy clothes you have to dress the part dress success show up and light up the room and that's going to be part of the wake-up call for a lot of people that this really is a stage it can be really engaging but a lot of people don't know how to make it engaging
0: what a skill to bring into the schools too when we do get back in right yep. i'm sure you'll you'll have a point of business heading there so you know i'm getting i'm moving into the next question which is what is your point of inspiration Ooh, you have so many so through this experience that you had right would it be what would it be what would your point of? of
1: again I have so much hope and here we are in a dark time people are angry they're frustrated they're not working so I went through a period of self-isolation through my transplant Uh, I was at home on my computer writing movie scripts trying to keep my creative brain going that's another tip I tell people stay creative use what you have it may not be the career you wanted but pivot it before there was pivoting I was pivoting and so understand how to do that. So I'm now helping people to do that. And part of the motivation is, you don't have to lose what you had. Yeah. It may not be the same, but it doesn't have to have any less meaning or passion yeah. or energy. So my job is to help people find that thing and repackage it, represent it, and find the same joy that they used to have before. Because it's not the same, let's admit that. Yes. But it doesn't have to have any less effect or power behind it.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you a deeper question on that that i know will open up a new door for you um i always say i can't be of service to anyone when i'm working with them until i get them to hope like hope's the beginning but it's really the halfway mark right because because once you get them to hope so what do you do for somebody who's not at hope yet what would you how you know from the pasture world right no no, that's exactly where i go (laughs) if i was coming to you and i i did not have hope i had just suffered the loss i'd suffered 15 years ago and and i was don't tell me about hope it's too far away from me what what would be what would be a good start point for someone who doesn't have hope right now
1: what dreams what's your passions okay let's let's just back it up what what lights that fire inside of you What makes you in the middle of the night, like for me, I get up and I doodle and I write ideas. What keeps you up at night? What are those things that you like when somebody asks you a question, you just can't shut up because it's going to ooze out of you and get back to those natural passions and find that fire. And then as a coach, as a pastor, my job is to inflame that to add some wind and some energy to help you begin to see, you know what, that passion, that dream is still really exciting for me. Or maybe it's something new that I never knew I could do before always wanted to do it, and then you get them back to thinking about it. It's so fun to see the light bulb go on. It's so fun to see their energy light up and go, I didn't know that.
0: I forgot and then I forgot. Right? Add more to it. Yeah, I love that, beautiful. Um, I. My next question is, what did this teach you about yourself? Something you, sounds like you're pretty intuitive to yourself and your own needs, but was there something that you didn't know about yourself prior to going through this experience that you've mastered now?
1: um you know part of that learning for me really was the dependency of other people um i've always been independent uh i love people i'm a people person i'm an a plus out there extrovert um what's that i couldn't tell
0: that was me being sarcastic
1: Go ahead. (laughs) so so i've always been a people where that energy feeds me i didn't know how much i needed people in a different way to sit with me, to cover me, to walk through, to admit this really is painful. I'm really, really alone. Um, I would walk around a small little lake when I was really, really getting sick. I would talk on the phone with friends in Minnesota, around the country, and it was my only lifetime to a former life. And what they fed my soul with was amazing just to sit and watch and listen with me while they are like, I want to do something for you, but I can't do anything for a dead man. But the love, and the encouragement, all that was so powerful
0: So here you are a giving man and it taught you how to receive yes I love that I love this question in my interviews if I knew then what I know now I would have
1: I would have started a lot earlier on the public speaking and leadership side Um, I grew up with a horrible stutter I still have it in fact this is National Stutter Awareness Week so I'm talking about it everywhere shooting special videos um, so that stutter limited me from really stepping out and doing some of the things that I now do. Twenty-five years as a broadcaster, as a pastor, I got there. But if I would have had the confidence that I do now, if I would have understood the stutter, people will get past it. People will relax with you if you relax. If I would have known those things then, I would have started a lot earlier.
0: Now, do you still stutter every now and then now, or is it something that you've totally healed or cured for yourself? I don't know enough about...
1: I still stutter. In fact, I stutter during all my interviews. I stutter during all my broadcasts. I do. So I found ways to edit. My machine is the original editor. So I know a word is coming. I can feel it. I know the trigger words, the tones. So I can change mid-sentence. Most people don't even catch it that I've done it. Other people that stutter will go, I know what he just did.
0: I think that is fascinating. And I have to say, you said it in your notes. I've never seen any energy that would tell me that that's so, so evidently you're doing it very well. I love that. Um, I was going to ask.
1: That's a whole nother God story, by the way. That's a whole God story. Can you you share it, please? Yeah, actually, I was on a drama team. So I I got put on a drama team when I was 18 years old to go travel the country. Um, They knew I stuttered. They put me on it anyway because that was a ham and an extrovert. Um, we went through whole practices and practices. The, the, the literal night before we launched off on a 10-week tour, we were going to do a final run-through for the entire crowd as a mock run-through. I wasn't hitting my marks. It wasn't working out. When I would stutter, it would blow the other actors up. And literally, the director said, if Rich can't nail this, we have to pull it. And you guys do puppets and other things, but you can't do this. This was the main centerpiece, and I was being a big, bad, rough Roman soldier,
0: and I I couldn't do it.
1: We walked on on stage, I hit every line, every mark, every cue, every actor, stating character, came backstage and literally their mouths were hanging open. The director was right in my face, like, what just happened? Where did you go to because you were not on stage? That was somebody else, and they said, it's a mute point. God wants you to do this, keep going, and I became the spokesman for the group.
0: Did you pray prior to going or did you just kind of let it go?
1: We we prayed all through practices, I prayed constantly, my mom who stutters prayed for me. There was so much prayer going on, but it was that final moment and God literally showed up and said, watch what I can do. And since then I've always remembered that. I've always remembered when I speak, when I lead, when I teach, people do not know this should not be my living and that's how cool God
0: is. I agree. That is an amazing story by the way, thank you um we're coming around the final 220 of our beautiful conversation today and i want to make sure you know when you when you knew it was going to be talking and you knew you had this opportunity to share this beautiful spiritual story we're sharing was there something that i've missed kind of asking or talking about that you want to make sure gets out today to the world for as far as the work that you do and and um
1: Maybe possibly the biggest thing right now, because we are in Corona. We are in this fear cycle. We are in this whole new ramp up into technology. Um, technology is not the enemy folks, <laughs> it can be your friend. Uh, and one of the big things is we need to use this in whatever career, or whatever capacity you're in, the church is using this in a whole brand new way. I'm so excited that the churches are now realizing we can now virtually do things in a whole new way. Uh, my daughter is a Christian education major right now. Her youth ministry has gone online, and they are producing the coolest, funnest, interactive videos for kids locked in at home. It's so exciting to see it. So instead of being turned off by the downside of this, God is a God of creation. God is a God of creativity. I think we're learning a lot about creativity again, a whole new level. And to me, I want to coach that. I want to encourage that. I want to see the craziest new whacked out ideas come to life. So to me, this is an exciting time in spite of everything we're going through this is an extremely exciting time I would love people to capture that and understand that and be able to embrace the truth of we can do something new that's never been done before in school like you said schools have to learn how to now teach and engage your students don't sit at a desk teachers don't be boring be creative bring your stories bring your math bring your science to life in a way that can capture your audience get your students engaged in a new way those I are the know. fun things right now.
0: Love it. Because what you're saying is show up in a new way. And if that isn't exactly what's going on in the world right now.
1: Not not at all. Yeah. We're actually so, being told go the other direction right now. We're being told yeah. to power to shut down to wait. I'm saying go engage, go do right now.
0: Yeah. I just love that. So um I will put all your social media links and everything, but if someone wanted to follow you or get into your coaching, and how would, what's the best, what's your best platform to, to reach you on? And I will have links in the description.
1: Yeah, one of the fun I know is How to Rock the Virtual Stage. That's my interactive group. You happen to be in that group. <laughs> <laughs> so you know about it. But I'm coaching and equipping people to rock the virtual stage. Um, I give tips and tricks and things like that. And in fact, my first ebook just came out Uh, And if people want to get a copy of that book, reach out to me. Um, I'll be happy to give you a free copy of the ebook. It has uh, enhanced links, everything is clickable. You go to the sites, you learn more. A lot of freebies included in this. But that's a great site right now for what we're going through. But also, I think it's going to be future. I think it's going to help you go to a new place with your careers and your businesses because everyone's having to change their businesses and career right now. This is not a short term thing. This is forever going to change the way we do life and business. So I would encourage you to come find me at How to Rock the Virtual Stage. I would love to connect in any way I can.
0: I love it. I I will have your links there so they can do that in an easy way, right, virtually. Um, I think I've already asked 10 different ways what's your inspirational message. So I'm gonna, I think you've said it and I love that. But what I am gonna move into is my favorite part. Okay. It's the rapid fire.
1: Do okay, you bring it on. Bring it on. You,
0: rapid fire? you can only answer one or two questions. The music's queued up. We're all ready to go. What is your favorite spiritual book? You can't say the Bible because we know that's what you want to say. Um, spiritual book that has helped and influenced you?
1: The, Bar- the Barbarian Way by Erwin McManus. Read it, read it, read it.
0: It's Wonderful. If you were going to change the world today, the world needs what in order to be changed?
1: a lot of joy and
0: laughter. Woo-hoo, let's do that one um, Your life lesson, everybody kind of comes here and we feel like we're in one theme, you know? We stay in that one theme. Some people, it's receiving, right? What is your life lesson?
1: Defy the odds. Life is a great adventure. Don't let things stop you. Go out there and defy the odds.
0: I love it. You're probably gonna say okay. the same thing for this next question. What do you love about yourself?
1: Uh, I am a chameleon. Uh I am I am the cat that have multiple lives and I'm gonna get back up and get back up and get back up. I love the fact I don't know how to stay down.
0: Okay. And what are you doing when you're experiencing
1: joy? Just before I came on, I'm jamming the music. I love music. Music inspires me and so much so I'm literally up the tunes to 11 and having a good time by music.
0: Okay, that's a great answer, and so that wraps up our beautiful interview together. Thank you so much. So, for the people who are listening on the Intuitive Mindset podcast or following this on our YouTube channels, we truly do appreciate the audience, right, Rich?
1: Yeah, we don't know. Without the audience, we have no one to talk to, and again, oh, let me just slide in here if you want a 15 minute free consultation. Make sure you put that in, Jeannie, because I would love to talk to people. If they have questions about this whole thing, okay. 15 minutes free so I can give you a quick little coaching up and help you rock it back.
0: You heard it here, everybody. Hey, thanks again for your time today. I, I know it's a beautiful day and you're going to make the best of it. What's your slogan?
1: We'll see you rocking the virtual stage.
0: There we go. We'll see you then.
1: Have a good one. Thanks, Jeannie. Yeah.
0: Thank you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can find more of my content on my YouTube channel. I'm under Jeannie Lynch. I have over 225 videos out there in full HD color for you to review. All my media links are in the description. Thanks again and have a great day.